0: This is Minta, and you're listening to Mint, the podcast equipping you to run the race of faith well. I like to say that we meet at the intersection of real life and the Word of God. Together, let's find practical ways we can grow stronger in our faith, live according to truth, and love those around us. I love hearing from you. So if you've been impacted by the show, or have a question, or just need prayer, please drop me an email at the address listed in the show notes. Mint is listener-supported, and we would be so honored if you would consider making a donation to help keep us on the airwaves. All donations are tax-deductible. Simply head to our website for more details, www.amintageisler.com. Let's do this faith journey together. Well, I am going to start today with a question, and I want to challenge you to examine your heart and answer it honestly. Okay? Are you ready? We can do this. I'm going to answer it honestly too. So we are in this together. And I just want to remind you, this is a safe place. There's zero judgment. We do real life here at the Mint Podcast. So here we go. Have you ever noticed a pattern of behavior in yourself, or a thought pattern that is reoccurring, or even an attitude in yourself that's a little bit salty. And by that, I mean, it's not very life-giving. It doesn't land very nicely. In fact, it's not even helpful, but it keeps showing up. Like, whenever there's conflict in your life, or when work stress hits you, or when your kids leave a giant mess for the 50th time in one day for you to clean up, or your husband or your wife doesn't respond to you how they wish you would, and you're hurt, or maybe your friends leave you out and then they post their adventures on social media. And in that moment, you notice that your frustration is really close to the surface or maybe your anger comes out lightning quick, or maybe your your jealousy just bubbles over before you can stop it, or your annoyance flies out of your mouth. Saltiness. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those moments when we're not necessarily proud of ourselves afterwards, because our response isn't very kind or humble or loving. And so, have you wondered, why did I do that? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I so quick tempered? How come I always feel so annoyed at my spouse or my kids? Are you tracking with me? Recently, I have questioned myself and I have found without realizing it that saltiness is coming out of me. And the problem with that is that when we let salty thoughts and attitudes and actions have a place in our heart, it affects how we love others and how we love God. So for the next three weeks, I am super excited to launch into my new series called Heart Attack. And we are going to look at three things that can cause issues in the heart and take root in our heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Isn't that such a powerful statement? And I am excited because we're going to do some heart work here. And I believe that it is going to yield fruit and blessing in your life and your relationships. And if we really will take this to heart and let it change us, I believe God can do a work. So let's pray and let's begin. Father, you're so good and you created our hearts and you know our innermost being. So Lord, we just lay that open before you and we ask that you would give us eyes to see you ears to hear you, and hearts that are humble and open to loving you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So I have a friend who's brutally honest with me, and I'm so glad that she is. She doesn't filter what she says. She doesn't sugarcoat things. I don't have to pretend to be something that I'm not when I'm with her. We are real with each other. And she's the one that I can call and I can say things like, I don't actually like my kids today. I like them, but I don't actually love them. And she doesn't judge me. And also, she's not afraid to call me out when I'm in the wrong and say, Minta, you are being stubborn here. Minta, you are being ridiculous. Why are you struggling with this? Do you have a friend like that? It's really helpful. I would highly recommend getting a real life friend like that. But recently, last week, we had a phone conversation that I can laugh about now. I that day was a hard day. And we were both kind of frustrated at the dynamics of our respective families because there's patterns of behavior, fights that were just happening over and over and we've talked about it so many times. But this time as I was talking to her and I was venting to her about what was going on, the Holy Spirit gave me a little nudge. And instantly I just felt convicted. Because here I was, complaining and frustrated with my spouse. But God showed me in that moment how I was contributing to the problem. It was a humbling moment. Here's the passage the Holy Spirit brought to my mind. James 3.11 says, does a spring of water bubble out both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives? Does a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Oh, that feeling of conviction right in my gut. What was coming out of my mouth in my interactions with my husband was salty. There was not fresh, life-giving water pouring out of me. Salty water, bitter water. And it was harming my relationship with my best friend. And it was the reason that I was flowing out salty is because Minta had a heart issue. Because a salty heart pours out salty water. Right? The heart is the source of our attitudes and our actions and our words and our thoughts. For from the heart, the mouth speaks. See, I was frustrated with my spouse, but the Lord showed me my role, my part in the problem, my heart issue. I was salty water pouring from a salty heart. So, this goes back to my question at the beginning of the show Have you ever noticed saltiness in yourself? Have you ever wondered then, man, what is causing this? Why am I so salty? And what can I do about it? So that's what we're going to tackle the next three episodes in this series called Heart Attacks. We're going to look at three heart attacks that can cripple or even kill our relationships with the people around us and with God if we don't Clear it out. So those three heart attacks that we're gonna focus on are bitterness, the love of money, and the approval of man. So we're gonna launch it today. The first heart issue that we are gonna talk about is how do we purify out the root of bitterness? Hebrews 12, 14 through 15 says, Work at living at peace with everyone. Work at living a holy life. For those who aren't holy won't see the Lord. Look after each other so none of you fails to receive the grace of God. And here we go. Here's the here's the home run. Watch out so that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. The poisonous root of bitterness. Bitterness in your heart is lethal. It's deadly. It causes heart attacks. You know, I was researching heart attacks this week just for fun. And the most basic definition of a heart attack is a blockage in the coronary artery that cuts off the blood supply to the heart and the heart stops working. Isn't that enlightening? Bitterness is like a blockage in our heart. It blocks the supply of love to and from our heart. It cuts off what we need in order to love and give grace and forgive people and move on. Bitterness is that blockage. I also read that most blockage builds up for 10 years before it causes a problem. Isn't that the truth about bitterness? We could start out, just, you know, there's just a little bit of leftover hurt in our heart or a little unresolved anger, or maybe just a little bit of frustration at something that happens again and again. But then over time, it builds and it builds until that little bit of hurt, that little bit of annoyance has become full out bitterness. And we don't even realize that it has grown big enough to block us and to cause a heart attack because it's been years in the making. I found this so interesting. If you Google what causes heart attacks, this is what comes up in the top 10. This is so funny. Anger, your outward environment, stress, working too much. Isn't that funny? The very stuff that physically impacts your heart and helps it to not work correctly is the very stuff that impacts the emotional condition of your heart. Because let's just say for years, you have felt, for example, criticized by somebody and nothing that you do seems to meet their standards. And and you're not quite sure when, but now you're bitter about it. And you find that from the bitterness of your heart is pouring out salty water. So then no matter what happens in an interaction with that person, salty water flows out. No matter what they say to you, no matter how they act to you, you have a salty response because there's a bitterness in your heart over the relationship with this person. Or maybe you're overworked and you're stressed and you're working 60 hours a week and you're not having any fun. And then you look around you on social media and everybody's life seems more fun and it seems easier and they have time to do stuff and you are bitter about your workload. And so then when you look on social media, all you see is other people having fun and it just grows the bitterness and you are salty at people for going on vacation. It's not even their fault, but you're so angry about your own workload that the salt pours out of you. Salty water coming out from that bitterness, or maybe... Maybe your kids are going through a tough season and they don't listen to you. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't respect your boundaries. They make you feel like you are an idiot. Talking to my parents and teenagers out there, you know you're feeling me right now, right? And it doesn't matter how much you serve them or love them or pray for them. They don't appreciate you. They're not thankful to you. They don't demonstrate love to you. And you've got salty Water coming out of your heart and in your actions, and all of a sudden, you feel angry when you have to serve your family, and you feel bitter when you have to make food for your kids because they don't appreciate you. And so, it's just that's the problem with bitterness. If we let bitterness take root, it corrupts our heart. I am going to read this passage, it's so good. James 13, James 3, easy for me to say, verses 14 through 16. James 3. 14 through 16, here we go. But if you are bitterly jealous or there's selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. "...such things are earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For wherever there is jealousy, selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind." See, that's the problem with bitterness. It's not good. It's evil. It is not from God. It is from the enemy. It's his tool. It's his heart attack tactic. That's how he comes to steal and kill and destroy your heart. If we let bitterness take root, it corrupts us. And then everything that flows from our heart is corrupt. Can I read you another passage? The Bible has so many good things to say about this area. Matthew 12, verses 33 to 35, Jesus says this, "'A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit's good. But if the tree is bad, its fruit's bad.' And then he says, "'You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right?' for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Here we go. Here's the nugget. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury heart of an evil heart. Friends, if we let bitterness take root, we have literally a treasury of evil in our hearts, and from that, we will produce evil actions. Even if we're not trying, that is just what is going to flow out. Ugh, I don't I don't like how that sounds. I don't want to have an evil treasury in my heart. That's not what I want God to find when I stand before him. That's not my desire. Man, I want a treasury of good things to flow out of my good heart. Don't you? Isn't that our aim as Christians? Man, we want a good heart so that we can love, love, love other people and produce good fruit. I don't want to be a bitter old lady. (laughs) You all know one. I don't want to be a bitter old lady. And that means that I have to do the heart work of cleaning out the bitterness because bitterness produces a treasury of evil, and from that treasury of evil will flow evil works. But from, if we can clear out the bitterness from a and have a good heart, from that will flow good works and good things. So, how do we go about the heart work of cleaning out? bitterness. What does that look like? Let's get practical. This is my favorite part. You guys know me. I'm all about, that's great, Minta. We know now that we shouldn't be bitter. Well, I've been bitter for 15 years. How are you going to fix that, Minta? I mean, you know, I. how do we do that? How do we weed out the poisonous root of bitterness and purify that salty water so that we have fresh life-giving water pouring out of our hearts? Because that is what is going to lead, friends, to healthier relationships, restored relationships. That's what's going to lead to deeper faith and trust in God and more fruit. And I want us to be fruit bearers. I want us to be fresh water people. I don't want blockages in the heart. No more heart attacks, right? So I think the first thing is this. I just have three practical things we can do. The first one's this. We have to be willing to be humble. We have to be willing to take an honest examination of our own heart to see if bitterness has taken root. Man, the first step is admitting we got a problem, right? We have to start there. So sweet friend... I'm going to ask, have you let bitterness build up in your heart in some area? And is it blocking the love from flowing out of your heart? Has it happened in your marriage? Has it happened at your work? Has it happened with your kids or with a friendship or on social media? Is there an area where you have allowed bitterness to take root? I am going to read a passage from James. Can you hear me flipping the pages in my Bible? I love that sound. It's a beautiful sound. Here we go. James 4 verse 7 says this. Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So simple. Humble yourself before God. This is exactly what he's talking about. I think a great question to ask God is found in Psalm 139, and verse 23. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Man, when we're humble, when we're open to that correction that God wants to show us, when we ask him, Lord, point out in me what offends you. That's when God has room to work. Man, last week, I was so angry on that day and when I felt that prompting from the Holy Spirit like, Minta, you got your own salty water. I could have ignored that. I could have ignored that prompting God put on my heart and continued to blame my spouse. And then I would have had too much pride to see my own heart issue. And then I wouldn't have realized my role in it all. I wouldn't have gone to Ben in repentance to ask for forgiveness for my salty words And who knows when we would have reconciled? Who knows when we would have been able to start working through our disagreements and and see breakthrough. So here's my challenge. If you are in or have a situation where you're saying the other person is the problem here, it's probably time to do a humility heart check. Because even though we like to believe it's the other person, and sometimes it really is them and not us, it very may well be that they have work to do, but the reality is often our own hearts have work as well, and we are accountable for our hearts before God, for the treasury. What's your treasure in there? Are you honest about what's going on deep inside your heart? All right. The second thing we can do is ask the Spirit for help. Here is the here is the truth. We cannot root out bitterness on our own. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, enabling us to do what we can't do on our own. Galatians 5, 16 through 25, sums this up so good. I'm flipping there right now. I am going to read it to you. Galatians 5, verses 16 through 25 says this. This is so powerful. This is all about the power of the Holy Spirit. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. See, the sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you're not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins— Let me tell you again, as I have before, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But here's what the Holy Spirit does, my friends. Verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. And since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Isn't that so good? Friends, it is the Holy Spirit's work in us that enables us to to be better, to do what we want to do. Otherwise, we are going to constantly be at war and losing to our sinful nature, our our bitterness in our heart. We don't have the power to overcome it unless we have the Spirit. That is our superpower, to purify what's in our hearts and to guide us away from our sinful nature. And all we have to do is ask. We just have to speak to the Spirit. We have to seek Him and say, Holy Spirit, help me today. Get rid of the bitterness in my heart. Clean me out. Help me be new. Help me be a a spring of fresh water instead of salty. Help me not be bitter. That's that's all we got to do. We just ask, and the Spirit shows up and helps you. That's our promise from Jesus in John 14, 16. He's sent a helper for us. So that's the second thing you can do is just daily ask for that help in getting rid of the bitterness. And the third thing is this, and I believe this is the most powerful. Read God's word. I I feel like I give this as my answer to every problem that we have. (laughs) Read God's word. (laughs) But it's the truth. It is literally the life-giving, transforming power of God. The words in the Bible are alive and powerful, sharper than a sharpest double-edged sword. And the Bible will literally cut out your bitterness as you read it. When we press into scripture, when we read things like Galatians 5 and 6, Hebrews 12, James chapter 3 and 4, Colossians 3, 8 through 12, which inspires us to make allowance for each other's faults and to forgive everybody who offends us because God's forgiven us, man, that inspires us. It transforms our heart. It renews our mind. It changes the way we think. It will encourage you and equip you to love people despite the way they treat you, despite how justified you are in your bitterness, despite the circumstances you find yourself surrounded by. Man, it is your weapon. It is your greatest scalpel for heart surgery is the word of God. The more you read it, the more it's going to transform your heart and that bitterness will cut out and it will make way for love and mercy and grace and peace to flow out of it. So that's those are my three quick things we can do. We can humble ourselves before the Lord and ask, Lord, show me what offends you. We can pray to the Spirit and say, "Holy Spirit, come empower me to do this thing." And then we can read the Word of God and let it transform our hearts. That's my secret sauce recipe to preventing a heart attack of bitterness. And friends, I just I, before I end, I want to just say, real honestly, I realize that what I'm suggesting is difficult. I realize some of you listening are in painful, long-term relationships that have hurt you really bad. And I understand that your situation might not be your fault. I realize that other people in your story may be in the wrong. I get it. But I do also know we can't change other people's hearts. Man, that is God's work. And even though it's easier to see what they need to change and see what they need to do wrong and to point the finger at them of this I am confident, if we will humble ourselves and do the work of rooting out the evil in our own hearts, God will show up. And His Spirit will do the supernatural work of transforming our hearts. It will remove the blockage so that we can love and let it flow freely in and out. And you know what else? It'll help fix the relationship That is broken or causing you bitterness as well. You will see the supernatural power of God begin to heal not only your heart, but the heart of another in response to your trust and dependence on him. I have seen this in my own life so many times that when I humble myself and I work on my response to what has happened to me, then God strengthens me. He heals my hurt and he helps bridge the gap that is in that relationship Because God is for healing. He is for reconciliation. He is pro-change and transformation. And when we come to Him, He is all for it and He does it. Man, this week when I checked my own salty water and I started to focus on the salty water porn from my salty heart, I saw God not only bring new fresh water out of it, I saw Him begin to heal what had been broken with my spouse. He cleared the blockage so that love could flow through it. And I know, friends, that He is going to show up and do that work in you as well. I know it. I believe it. God is so good. He's so faithful. And He loves you. And He sees you. And He sees that situation you're in, friend, that is causing the bitterness blockage. And He wants to help you because He loves you. And He has good things for for you. And he has a plan for your life and he has good works that he wants you to do that are going to bear fruit. And he is so excited. He's like standing with a spade ready to weed out and dig out that root of bitterness so that his flow, love can flow into you and out of you so freely and empower you to love the people around you and do good works man, I'm, I get so excited about this. I've seen it in my life and I know he wants to pour that blessing over you as well. Let's pray together. Father, you are the great heart doctor. You are the one who can clear the blockages and heal what's broken in our hearts. You're the one who turns salty water into fresh water. And God, we know that you can see the treasures of our heart. You can see if we are collecting kindness and mercy and grace and love, or if we are collecting anger and annoyance and frustration and hurt that leads to a poisonous root of bitterness. Father, we know you see that. So we humble ourselves before you, and we ask for you to point out anything in us that offends you. Show us what we need to work on, Father, and then will you send your spirit to help transform our salty water into fresh living water. Will you clear out the evil treasuries in our heart and make room for good treasuries so that we can love others well and bring glory to your name? We trust you, God. We thank you we can come to you and that you'll help us. All the glory is yours, O great holder of our hearts. May we love you. You've been listening to Mint, the podcast dedicated to making spiritual things practical. If you want more information about Mint or Reckless Abandoned Ministries, you can just head to our website at www.amintageisler.com for more information.